On today's episode, we'll discuss with our guest, Dr. Terry McCarthy, how she went beyond her corporate to get to the business of happy, literally. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond Corporate with Coach L. Michelle. I am your host, Coach L. Michelle, and I am so excited to speak with our guest today, Dr. Terry McCarthy. She is the epitome of getting to happy. Now, in our previous episode, we discussed how there are times when someone can set a goal for themselves and achieve it, but still don't feel fulfilled. Then we discussed how if a person specifically identifies the obstacle that they're facing by evaluating their expectations versus reality and creating a compromise, that this can then lead to a new fulfilling level of happiness by setting a new goal. This also requires an emotional and physical pivot. After going through these steps, someone can then reach their new level of happiness. Well, this is exactly what Dr. Terry McCarthy did. She is an orthodontist who turned into a business prosperity coach, motivational teacher, and host of the popular The Business of Happiness podcast. After the first decade of her career, she reveled in culturally recognized success while dealing with personal turmoil and depression. This led her to embark on a quest for greater purpose and joy in business and in life. She is now the co-owner of the successful Embrace Orthodontics in Maine, and she helps other business owners find empowerment and happiness in their work and life. But more importantly, she is now happy. Thank you, Dr. Taryn, for joining us on the show. We're so happy to have you here to discuss your journey of getting to happy. Maybe let's kind of go into a little bit about your background and kind of tell our listeners more about you. Wonderful. Thank you again for having me on your podcast. I'm honored and I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you. A little bit about my background is that, you know, when I was younger, I had this absolute passion for artistry. I was a sculpting minor. I loved painting and creating. I loved acting. I had such a passion for art. And I also had this incredible love for science. And when I found dentistry, (laughs) I saw this beautiful marriage of the two. And dentistry, you know, it offered science and, you know, contribution to the community and service and leadership and entrepreneurship and beautiful artistry as well. So for me, it was a miracle when I found this profession. And so I spent my 20s diving into studying and becoming a dentist. And what I did during that time, Michelle, is put off everything else in my life, put off my health, put off my relationship, put off any other form of happiness or self-care. And when I finally received my DMD, found myself extremely unfulfilled and thought, oh, you know what it is? I haven't specialized. So I started specializing in orthodontics, which for those of your audience members who don't know, it's braces and straightening teeth. And I thought, you know, that's where people are happy. When you go to the orthodontist, you only, you don't go in pain. You go when you want to straighten your smile. And I went to a few orthodontic offices and they were happy places. And I thought, okay, that's what will bring me joy and happiness. So once again, narrow-mindedly went after this pursuit. And then you can tell what's going to happen next. Wasn't very fulfilled when I finally became an orthodontist. So I thought, oh, I missed the entrepreneurship part of it. So bought a practice and thought I'm going to lead my team and do it my way. And very scared and overwhelmed, full of anxiety about the business side of things. And then realized, Mm -hmm. oh, wait a minute, it must be 
children needed to start a family. And so because I'd been ignoring my body for decades, infertility was a big problem for us. And when we finally had kids, now it just made things worse because there were new responsibilities, new needs on my end. And I was wholly overwhelmed. And I had this moment, Michelle, where I'll never forget it. It was, and and I'm sharing this from a place of enormous vulnerability because I had finally achieved everything. I was the fancy dent, not just a dentist, a specialist, you mm-hmm. know, and I had this beautiful practice and I had this gorgeous house and the fancy car and the fancy husband. And now the beautiful kids, even a fancy dog. I had everything that I had wanted and strove towards. And I'll never forget this moment of complete humility when I had this, all of a sudden, an epiphany of sobriety, if you will. I had been drinking and I was hovering over a trash can in my kitchen, straddling a trash can. And I had Mm -hmm. this wake up moment where I saw my beautiful husband over on the couch. My children were in bed. The next morning, I had. 8 a.m. patients that I was going to serve and a full team that was relying on me. And here I was in this very awkward position, realizing that I had been using alcohol and Netflix, exercise and all the things to escape from the life I had created. Suddenly what set in for me was so much shame, so much overwhelm so much anxiety, so much self-judgment. Kind of, I told myself I wanted all these things and here I was proving to myself I couldn't hack it, I couldn't do it. And what actually came out of that moment was fear. I ran from everything I could. I sold my practice. I ran, I sold the house. I just started running and I thought I never want to own a practice again. I never want to be in business again. At the time, I even considered leaving my marriage. If I could have, I might have run away from my children. I was just so scared. And I was in a place where I thought, I can't do this. I went from this place of being so impressed with myself on such a high horse, having accomplished so much to feeling so much humility and shame. And it started this journey for me of self-discovery. And I started just asking myself the question of what success is and what success was for me. And I realized that my whole life I'd been following a model that someone else had created and never taking a moment to ask myself, is that what I want for me? Is that what makes me feel great? I'd just been kind of um, tailoring my life after somebody who I thought was successful, what that looked like, instead of asking myself what that was for me. And You know, I think I did a big pendulum swing to the left (laughs) by not, you know, running away from my profession. Decades of work that I had established, uh, expertise that I'd been crafting. You know, I had this passion once long ago and I just ran away from it. I thought I'm going to be a stay at home mom and just pour myself into my children. And then started creeping in this old desire that I just had said no to and put away for so long, which was that love and passion I spoke about at the beginning, that amalgamation of artistry and science and just that burning pull again, that draw to follow my passions. And in 2016, 
my younger brother took his life. And what came out of that moment for me was the recognition that this life is too short to deny ourselves the joy and the happiness of the moment and that spark inside of you that says, I want to do something or I want to follow this or I don't know where this is going, but it feels so good. And honoring what feels good to us, not what somebody else says should feel good, not the description somebody else says is success, but owning that success for ourselves. And so I'm sitting here, an orthodontist, I opened a new practice from scratch. I own this beautiful office. I have an incredible team of almost 20 women working for me. I have the same handsome husband. I have the same sweetheart of a dog who's sitting here at my feet while I'm talking to you. (laughs) But everything changed. So from the outside, it looks very similar. I'm still so grateful for the prosperity of my business, but now I see it completely differently because my perspective changed. And so I started focusing on what was more important to me and where my values lay. And it changed my decisions in every single day. It changed the way I ran my business. It changed the way I approach conflict, the way I approach failure, the way I approach success. So it sounds like, and thank you very much for sharing your story. That was very powerful. You've got a lot of really, really good nuggets that we can glean from your story. I know a lot of listeners can relate to it. One of the things I wanted to ask you is to your last point, you mentioned that your your life looks the same, but what was that mental process that you had to go through to get from your first state of being very ambitious and achieving everything to now going to that valley that you went to, to now being back on the on the mountain, so to speak. So what was your mental process that you had to go through to get you know, to that change? It's a great question. And I think it's a, a practice, Michelle, that I'm still living and, and every single day focusing on. And it was a little bit of a acceptance of my own humility, right? I think sometimes, especially in business, we have this idea that once we achieve a certain status or a certain level or a certain um, moniker, you know, I was Dr. Taryn McCarthy, that we have expectations of what that should be. And really, when we see each other in a more humble way, we can see that we're all fallible and we can all make mistakes. And although humility on the one side seems weak, it can seem weak or not ambitious, it's actually enormously empowering. Because when we find ourselves in those moments of struggle, we realize we have the ability to pull ourselves out of that again, right? So the resilience part of it. I think also, I kept waiting for happiness. I had in my previous life been waiting for something to make me happy. So when I have the house, when I have the car, when I have the vacation home, and I started noticing in my colleagues and in many millionaires, billionaires around me, they had all the things, but they weren't finding that fulfillment for themselves. They had the fancy house and the airplane and the boat, but they were never actually sitting on the boat. They were working so hard to pay for the boat, or even if they finally found a moment to sit on the boat They were so consumed in their own heads and in their own hearts with distractions and not being present in the moment that they weren't even present on the boat. 
And that's the exact place I'd found myself. And I almost had to break all those things down to rediscover myself in the moment and then recognize that I'm responsible for my happiness, not my patients, not my children, not my husband, not my car. I'm the one that finds the happiness in the moment. And you know, the incredible thing, Michelle, is once we can find that strength within ourselves to bring ourselves joy, the sky's the limit. Now, my business is so much more successful financially in, you know, human dollars <laughs> than it was the first time around because I practice from a place of joy. So what lights me up? You know, a few years ago, I fell in love with the empowerment part of Invisalign. And, and those of your listeners who don't know, it's a plastic appliance that straightens teeth. So now we can straighten teeth with plastic and not braces. And for me, it was just felt like freedom and options for my patients and opportunity, and I could give them choices. And so I dove into that. Well, wouldn't you know, it was an enormously empowering choice, but also very lucrative. It changed my business. Just following my intuition and following certain values that we'd incorporated into the business plan allowed us to see success on a grander scale, as opposed to trying to follow someone else's algorithm of what success should be, you know, planning ahead and thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do and set these things in place to be more successful. I was following what lit me up. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going to work every day, doing what someone else told me to do, I'm going to work doing what I love, doing mm -hmm. what I enjoy, working with people I enjoy working with. And so that I don't have that guilt and overwhelm and anxiety at the end of the day, but I can come home feeling completely fulfilled. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So it sounds like you redefined your happiness. So based on that, how do you define happiness today? Oh, it's a, such a good question. Such a good question. I think for me, happiness is when I feel complete appreciation for what I have in my life in this moment, mm -hmm. right here, not having to achieve more, not having to be thinner, not having to be taller or short, just being so happy with what I have in my life right now and feeling the appreciation of it. And here's the cherry on the top, the excitement for so much more. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, that's what makes me feel alive is that constant eagerness for more. I, I don't need more. I love where I am right now, but man, is it exciting that there could be more. I could create another business. I could create another friendship. I could create another opportunity or another moment in my life of joy. Right now is so spectacular, but isn't it exciting that there could be even more? And it's that kind of balance of the two that to me feels like happiness. I love that. So you also turned that into a business, right? So tell us about the business of happiness. Well, when I looked around at my colleagues, my dental colleagues, you, you'd be interested to know that um, dentists have the second highest suicide rate of all medical professionals. And it's, wow. an, I know it's an interesting phenomenon and there's many thoughts about why that is so. But what I was seeing are all these incredible men and women 
literally putting smiles on children's faces every day (laughs) and bereft of happiness themselves. And I was also during the pandemic noticing that they were leading whole teams of men and women holding their jobs for them when we went on lockdown in uh, 2020 or 2019, when everything locked down, we we maintained their jobs for them. We held their health insurance for them. We were supporting entire communities. And yet these incredible leaders were feeling so depressed and anxious themselves. And um, so I decided to create this business called the business of happiness. And the whole idea behind it and behind my podcast, the business of happiness podcast, is to find out how did other men and women in different professions find inner fulfillment in success and in ambition? How do they, how do you do both? How do you strive for enormous achievement and the joy of that and still find the inner fulfillment? Because it's not the money that's toxic. It's the thought process and the mindset behind it that's toxic. And it's the escapism and the self-judgment that's toxic. So it's been a fascinating journey getting to meet so many men and women, entrepreneurs, people in corporate, people who are stay-at-home moms. And how do they find happiness and inner fulfillment in the life that they're leading at the moment? And what I truly believe, Michelle, is when we feel good, we can do good. That when we feel great, when we reach for happiness, when we reach for inner fulfillment, it makes us better leaders. It makes us better parents. It makes us better lovers. It makes us better friends. When we have that inner fulfillment and inner peace with ourselves, and we trust our own passions and desires and happiness and honor them, then we can be even better contributors to society. How have some of your listeners, and also um, I think you have a coaching business associated with it as well, how have people been able to change? What have you been able to see people do after going on this journey of finding their happiness? Oh, I love that question. Thank you. It's really fun to watch the transformation in people when they start to honor their own happiness. Mm. It's almost like, We've told ourselves for generations that our happiness is less important than anything else. And we're willing to put off our happiness for success, for uh, relationships, for um, uh, perceived expectations of us. And sometimes that's, if you say, you know, my happiness is so important to me, it seems almost selfish. We've told ourselves that's a selfish standpoint. Mm -hmm. And it's been so fun to watch in my coaching clients and in the business clients I work with when they transform their business model to focus on what lights them up. We actually see enormous innovation and contribution on a grander scale because you start to see things differently. You start to think outside the box. And then to see their relationships blossom is really the, has been unexpected and so much fun to watch because although my business started transforming businesses with a mindset of basing your business on values and inner fulfillment, once my clients start learning these skills, they start to see improvements in their marriage or in relationships with their parents 
or in relationships definitely with their team members. And we start to see more retention of team members. Right now, that's a big concern in so many parts of the ind- of our industry is lack of staffing and people not returning to work. And what we see is when people feel valued, when they feel safe in a leader's position, when they feel like their leader has their back because their leader doesn't have any anxieties or doesn't have any defenses, but they're just fully open to support and encourage and to lead with so much joy and encouragement and empowerment, we see that business is becoming more and more successful and those relationships becoming more and more successful. And once we have relationships that feel valued, now we have so much more um, reliability, understanding, uh, growth even. You know, if, if a team member makes a mistake, if there's someone you value, you forgive them and you can offer that opportunity for growth as opposed to punishment or ridicule or um, leaving them without an opportunity to grow from that situation. So it's been really fun. I think the most surprising part has been the relationship building skills that has come from this. And it's simply from focusing on what matters to you, which seems so antithetical to focus on yourself in order to serve others. But it really is a beautiful pattern to see. I love that. I love that. So what tips would you give others to get to their own happiness? biggest one for me is gratitude. So gratitude immediately takes us out of that judgment place. So even if you're in the lowest low, even if you're, and I remember these days, Michelle, where I'd be lying in bed with a massive migraine and just not wanting to get out of bed and thinking, I've got to go to this terrible job, or I've got to go into this terrible conversation and everything seemed so dark. I didn't even want to get out of bed. And when I just focused on gratitude, gratitude, even at the moment was, I'm so grateful I'm going to come back to this bed. I mean, really, when that's all you can reach for, already that feels abundant, right? Oh, thank you for this bed. I'm so grateful for this bed. Or even, I'm so grateful I have this coffee this morning. You know, even the smallest things give you so much more strength and resilience, And when you start a gratitude practice, it seems so simple. It starts to build on itself. Suddenly you see gratitude in even the uncomfortable things, challenging relationships. You start to see opportunity and resources for you to learn and to grow. So the number one thing for me, whenever I find myself in a place of negativity, I go straight to gratitude. What can I be grateful for in this moment? Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I have truly enjoyed it. I know our listeners will enjoy it. So how will people be able to reach out to you? Oh, thank you so much for listening to my story. I appreciate it. It's it's absolutely an honor on my on my end as well. So people can find me on the business of happiness. My website is the bizofhappiness.com, but I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, the business of happiness. Thank you so much, Dr. Taryn, for sharing your wonderful story with us and serving as an example for others to follow when getting to their happy. I wish you much continued success on your happiness journey. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please visit the show description to learn more about Dr. Taryn McCarthy and the Business of Happiness podcast. For more information on how to start your own journey of getting to happy, please visit our website at beyondcorporatelife.com to schedule your free coaching consultation today. Let's continue to have life-changing, legacy-making conversations. I'll see you next time.